Hey guys, it is Tuesday, August 2nd. I'm, I'm really bad on dates, but I think that's it. August 2nd, 2011. Um, uh, for those of you who probably looked at my Facebook posts on the Student Pilot Journal fan page, um, or whatever you call it now, I'm not sure what the new term is. Anyway, um, yeah, I got uh, went up with Roy, took the uh, November 2521 Lima, the 172, with the nice red shag carpet for the dash. Took that up to um, Daytona Beach, that's Delta Alpha Bravo. Yes, gotta be official. Um, anyway, I took it up there and flew. I, this time I got to fly, um, and uh, last night it was, uh, I didn't get much sleep last night because, man, I was, I don't know, I was tossing and turning about stuff with the podcast, just going through a bunch of different ideas, and I, I get that way. I get real excited, and I start brainstorming a lot of things to, to uh, content and whatnot. So we, uh, we taxied out about 7.30 this morning, and uh, flew up there uh, to a little place called Air... Air America, America Air, I don't know. Anyway, it's like a little rental place, but they all kind of owned a bunch of uh, buildings there with the, in the hangars. Um, so they, it was like a pre-buy inspection, and so they kind of took everything apart, tested the compression. Uh, I guess they put a tack on the uh, tack, I don't know, whatever that, something to attack meter. You know what it is? Attack meter. Put it on. Uh, the aircraft to see if it was reading correctly because he noticed it was running a little lower than it should have as far as RPMs. Um, anyway, uh, so they put that on there and uh, what else did they do? Took off all the wheel pants, uh, cowling everything, opened it up for this guy to come in. And unfortunately, this plane back in 68 uh, seems to have been wrecked and the logbooks got lost. So what I wanted to do, wanted to get some test kind of video footage. I'm always in this testing mode. So I got my little standard dev camera and I stuck it to the left on the window. What I wanted to do was kind of get a shot of the instrument panel. And um, so I'm thinking of like a picture in picture kind of thing uh, where, you know, where I'm flying. Because with instrument flying, um, which is why I'm doing this, this test, you know, I got to think of a way to make it interesting because um, on Thursday, this Thursday, a couple days, I've got an instrument lesson and it's been so long. I think it's the last podcast I put out with instrument stuff. I'm going to have to do the same thing. So probably going to release another podcast. Um, this time I'm going to have that camera fixed on the instrument panel and really try to think of some interesting things that to make it interesting because uh, Lord knows you're not going to want to see sit there and listen to us do holds, holding patterns. and So what I wanted to do um, is talk lastly about um, coming home. I had a great landing this morning. I had a great landing uh, coming home. I put the camera over the nose. I did some video tests, put some, uh, put the camera of course on the instrument panel. Then towards the end I, I raised the camera up and uh, wanted, to, wanted to just kind of get some stuff over the nose even though it was my standard deaf camera. But uh, same thing I always do, and you guys, you know, uh, learning, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna figure it out, and and, it, and when you're practicing a lot, you'll all, you'll, you'll do it, you know. But if you're out of practice like me, I'm 
always out of practice. I forget two things. I forget coming in the pattern that, you know, I'm going to get pushed into. Actually, I don't forget that that often, but today I did. You know, I'm coming in. It's not a very big crosswind, but it's pushing me in. So it's pushing me into to the runway on downwind. So I'm on downwind. So by the time I, and I knew it, as soon as I set up, I'm coming in, I'm turning left base, and I'm like, it's almost like this, this little circle, half circle that's going to come in. I know that I'm just gonna not even have a nice square pattern. It's gonna be like this oval pattern. <laughs> so I come in and I pull it, and of course I overshoot, and I'm coming back in. There's somebody waiting in, and I'm just, you know, same thing I've done a million times. So I get set up, airspeed's looking fine. I'm a little high, uh, but it looks like I'm over to the right when I, you know, you can look on the video right here that it it looks like I'm over to the right, but I'm actually not as bad as it looks especially when you see it land, it actually landed on the center line, but the way the camera set up, it looks kind of funny. So, um, not nice landing there, even though uh, I was a little high coming in. I got a cool interview with um, this girl um, from Embry-Riddle. They purchased this glider. Um, it's an experiment. You'll hear her talk about what the requirements, it's a contest that they have to do, and there's a bunch of people com competing. Well, you'll see her explain everything, what it's all about. But I mean, of course, the wingspan was huge. But I was very impressed at, at the things they were doing. And it was, uh, you know, it was a hybrid, hybrid model. So it had a Rotex engine, and it had a, an electric engine up front. I guess they, they have their design of their own. So, but here, I'll, I'll let her explain it. You kind of, um, it's some, some cool things they're talking about. I'm a graduate student here at Embry-Riddle and I work here at the Eagle Flight Research Center and this is a project that we're working on. It's for the Green Flight Challenge. It's a competition that's sponsored by NASA and run by the CAFE Foundation. The three main requirements require us to get this aircraft to fly 100 miles per hour, go 200 miles and get at least 200 passenger miles per gallon. With a two-passenger aircraft that basically means two gallons of gas over that entire course and at that speed. So we decided to go with this STEMI S10. It's a motor glider and we put in a new gas engine. Um, it's a Rotax 912, so 100 horsepower, and then we put in a 40 horsepower electric motor. Um, and then there's batteries in the wing that power the electric motor, and a fuel tank that we put in back there. We actually cut out the, the fuel tanks that were in the wing, and now we have batteries that slide in on um, rails, pretty much, or in trays. We have a new propeller. This whole system up here is brand new. We designed all of this, all the engineers here. And then we had it. We made some of it and had some of it fabricated. This big giant chute up here. This is a ballistic recovery system, which is actually required by the rules. So we're getting that finalized, and we should be starting ground testing in the next few days. The STEMI S10 has a 75-foot wingspan and has a glide ratio of 51 to 1. This is the center section of the wing, and then the wing tips are actually over there. So it's got a pretty long wingspan and high performance. That's mainly the reason that we went with this aircraft and because it has a big area that we could put a gas engine, an electric motor, and it's got to go above 100 miles per hour because it's actually, the rules um, require us to, it's from brake release. So we release our brakes, they start a watch, and then we have to take off, climb to 4,000 feet, complete a course of 200 miles and come back. And it's actually a triangular course, so you have to fly the triangle three times. So we actually have to be going a lot faster than 100 miles per hour because we have to go around the points. It's a good day. It's hot, 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 and muggy and nasty, but uh, there was some bad storms and stuff coming over. So, yeah, here, here's a picture of, of kind of what we flew around. And, uh, and here's some video of me flying through and skirting around, and there's some rain. You can see some rain coming on there. So...